Welcome back to Commander's Log. We're talking about episode nine of Strange New Worlds. All those that wandered. Oh my god, they killed Hammer! <laughs> this episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Boys, USS Post show. Uh, I'm not alone. I look alive, Captain on the bridge. What's up, Captain? <laughs> you bastards! <laughs> What's up? Well, shout out to Tashi R, first of all. Uh, oh, oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, uh, dude. Tell me, tell me. Oh, man. I, you know, I just noticed that I didn't put on my bathrobe. It just now occurs to me. I never put on my scarf. It's like a thousand degrees outside. I think you'll be fine. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> please, please, um, please forgive the bra straps, everybody. Are, are you wearing a Starfleet Speedo, though? If you're not wearing a Speedo, <laughs> then the show is ruined. That's... Uh, I am wearing a body armor shorts mm. in... Uh, you know, because I'm such an athlete. I see that. Yeah, <laughs> got a got a good uh, good frame. You know. Uh oh man, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> Star Trek: Crazy Worlds episode nine. All those that wander. Yeah, you know what's funny? That last scene, I had put the show down because I had to yeah. go to run some errands, and I was in the car, and I was like, "Well, well I'm waiting for waiting to get the car warmed up because I'm old like that. You're not supposed to really warm up the car anymore, but I still did it." Uh it, it, it was like, "Oh my gosh, Hammer." Is no longer among the living. He got xenomorphed, bro. Uh, I'm I. They they took like the horrible, horrible final scene of Aliens Three, and and that's where they went. We're gonna end him here. The yeah. you know sacrificial. Put the arms out in the shape of the cross. Fall away as the monsters are bursting out. It's freaking awful. Awful, 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 and yet <laughs> proof of why I love Star Trek because I wouldn't feel this way about most TV shows. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't feel as betrayed as I feel. But why do you feel betrayed? There was a Gorn, the Gorn of Supercharged. Now, you know, the whole boy Buckley got just ripped to shreds. They were chasing it, an aliens kind of thing after having a weird tonal shift in the beginning of the episode <laughs> that was like NCIS Los Angeles in space. But who cares? Someone has to die. It doesn't have to be Lieutenant Duke. We're getting some real stakes. Hammer is no more. Okay, now here's here's something. Here's something that hit me. Okay, so it is a lovely little scene um, when they gather everybody together. So I guess this is the, the first big scene. Mm -hmm. um, and it's essentially to say, oh, the people who are just going to do like a little brief tour on the ship are now going to go off to their next assignments, one of them being Uhura. And Uhura being such a, a major uh, lead in the series, that's... That's a great thing. 
and uh, and we don't know. You know, we don't know what Uhura is going to decide to do because she's not in any way obligated to stay on the Enterprise. Right. And uh, Hemmer's her boy. You know, Hemmer's yeah. like, Hemmer loves her. Hemmer, Hemmer, Hemmer cared. Hemmer gave a shit. Uh, here's the other thing that bothers me so much. There's a lot of things that bother you this week. Um. Oh, I, I'm. I. I am so emotional about this week. Like I'm yeah. on, right now. I am one degree away from screaming mad and one degree away from crying. But why, John? Let us know. Let put us inside the psyche. Why does that make you feel? I guess. Um, that's an excellent question. You are such a good interviewer. <laughs> Stop. I've tried to just dis- distract from having to answer the question. <clears throat> It's like, I sure love Cheez-Its. What? <laughs> oh my God. Did you hear about this thing that Taco Bell is doing with the Cheez-It? Oh my God. That's nuts. It's like the biggest Cheez-It ever. And they put taco stuff and you break it off and you're eating Cheez-Its with your fake Mexican Taco Bell food. Okay. Back to your question. Why am I so upset? Mm-hmm. Um. One of the things uh, I watched Ready Room after, after Mo- okay. mostly because I had a question uh, that I needed answered, and the question was, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. What did we? What you just? And um, and Will Wheaton says something really uh, that really hit home for me, and that is. He feels that on Strange New Worlds, even as early as they are in their development, that they have the kind of family uh, unit that they have become very much a family in the uh, tradition of the next generation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll make jokes about it all the time about the original series, you know... (sighs) They were a crew, but they had a captain and they had a first officer, Mr. Spock, and they had uh, Dr. McCoy and they had chief of engineering, uh, Montgomery Scott. So, you know, there was very much a regimented uh, feeling through the ranks of that ship. You know, mm-hmm. you, yes, there is a Sulu. Yes, there is um, the Russian guy. Check off. Thank you. So old. I am so old. Uh, and But they're low-level guys. You know, ensigns. You know, mm-hmm. lieutenant commanders. They're, they're fairly low-level. So you had that in TOS. In, in Next Generation, there was more of a family. There was more like there's the captain and then there's the family. And they're doing a really good job with that on strange new worlds at all, uh, as well. Um, no one is quite on the level of captain Pike. The closest is number one, Una. And as I've said many times, I like that a lot because this captain goes on a lot of missions and someone's got to be captain of the ship. So, right. Una's your extra captain. Yeah. Uh, she's your CEO, I guess. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's very safe and that's very assured um, I didn't feel that way when watching Enterprise. There was no one who was as good as John Archer on the ship. Uh, yeah, you could put uh, T'Pol in the center chair. Sure, you could. Um, 
but ultimately, you know, she she lacks a lot of what the captain has. Um, ah, ah, is it faith of the heart? <laughs> I, I just went right to that. You went right into that quicksand trap. <laughs> you pushed me. You pushed me into that quicksand. <laughs> And then I asked you to give me a branch, <laughs> and you gave me a branch, but then you let go of it. He'll um, turn. So. It, it was, um, seriously, you just kicked me through the uh, barbershop window, uh, Shawn Michaels. You just Marty Janetti'd me right in the face. He's trying to run away. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what you've got with Strange New Worlds is you've got a great crew. Just an mm -hmm. absolutely great crew. Agreed. And I love meeting new people that I haven't met on the crew, but when we meet Duke, the first thing I said, especially because he's got like that big beefy face that yeah. almost nobody has who plays the lead on a TV show. For sure. I, I, I saw him and I went, oh, that guy's dead. Right. Oh, so he's dead. You, he does die. Spoiler alert. And he, watching this died. before this, you shouldn't because it's a review show. He does die. Was was Hammer's death then because you thought all the deaths were done? Or was yes. it kind of like you liked him as a character, wanted him to stay? Is it because you saw the fact that Gorn knew? I didn't know the whole Venom thing. It was a yeah. time bomb for you. Right. I don't, was it, was that for you or? Um, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't love horror films. I don't know how you are with horror films. I hate them. Really They're all cheap them. tricks. Yeah, yeah. They hear loud I, noises or like screechy soundtracks, and they're never very scary. Now, sidebar: a lot of a movie that I like that people don't like to reach this because the premise is scary. Going to a foreign country, seeing sure. getting captured or hostile, right? But like sure. an actual yeah. like, eh, 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 it's just loud noises. Yeah, I mean, I've always, um, I'm always the guy around Halloween, Halloween, who's like, really, we're elevating, like, we're we're elevating mass murderers oh yeah yeah, yeah. stress-free k says uh heaven's death was a waste for me very tashi yard john's gonna explain yeah. why it meant that way to him but he's he's getting there he's getting there. <laughs> i know i'm having such a hard time here um my my biggest problem with getting rid of hammer was yes it's a loss and yes it does change a lot of things and it is uh, a very transformative uh, event for Uhura, which is good and fine. Correct. But why did we sell out Hammer? Why? I mean, uh, look, I hope Bruce Hodak, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I hope he's the next job he gets is the best job in the whole universe. Right. I love his acting. Um, his comedy is really good. He's been doing so much great, funny, goofy stuff. I actually on the um, on the Starbase eighty page, I put up a clip of all of them wearing their costumes from last week's episode. Okay, and it, essentially they're just basically like you know whirling around in their capes and all that. Yeah, the funniest one is Hammer, who's just like he jumps in the air, spins, and lands with like hacha. Yeah. And I'm like, man, everybody else on this show is a little too self-conscious and a little too held in to do that, to, to be this big, you know, ham. And I'm loving this for Bruce Hodak slash Hammer. 
Now he's dead? He's gone? I mean, you took one of my favorite reasons for watching the show away. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love that this has changed things for Uhura, and how did you feel? I'm skipping way ahead, of course. We're going so far out of order. What's in order, man? Yeah. Uh, how how did you feel at the very last scene with Uhura? Um, I think it, it's a good way to end. That was the last scene of the, and again, just for context, that her looking at her eventual future station on on the on deck. If that was like the last scene of the season, I'd have been like, okay, I'm on board. But now I just kind of feel like, oh man, my best friend Hammer is dead. Oh, promotion. It seems very quick <laughs> to me personally. Uh, we'll get into that just a second. I want to get a note from Joe Townsville. Uh, Superstar Joe Townsville will be on the show next week. He writes, another recent example of an untimely Star Trek death was the android Arium on Discovery, which wasn't even handled as well as Hammer. You see, no, I, I I get dragged for this in Star Base 80, but this was like my Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar, for me, uh, having her die so quickly and discarded so quickly was kind of like, it really hurt me. So even though I didn't really feel the same way my colleague does, um, it was interesting to think that a crew member was going to pass. I didn't know anything about the Gorn. I didn't know that's how they reproduce. Uh, so I thought it was kind of like, a, oh, they're raising the stakes because they can actually like, you know, I didn't think that was the end of them, uh, of Hemmer. But yeah, I mean, that's something they kind of threw in at the end, huh? Yeah. And, and the... Um... I mean, it's not a it's not a completely meaningless death, but um, here's my problem. I feel like it was a meaningless life. Uh, we we barely got any time with Hammer. We barely got to see what a genius he is. I mean, small examples, but come on, give me you know twenty six episodes. I look the thing that happened with Tasha Yar. Don't 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 come back. You're gonna be wrong. <laughs> thing that happened with Tasha Yar was Denise Crosby was never supposed to play that role. That wasn't her role to begin with. It was supposed to be a spicy Latina. And they hired Marina Sirtis to play her. So they hire an English Greek woman to, to, to play her. And then there's a switcheroo that Gene Roddenberry does where he goes, you know, we've got Denise Crosby as the, um, the empath counselor, but let's switch it around. And now you've got poor Denise Crosby. Like, I don't know how would a woman, you know, order a phaser strike. Um, we need to do a phaser strike. Like she's just guessing at how to play this part. Not every actor is good at every part. And, and I love Denise Crosby. I love her. Yeah. I feel like when she returned to the show, those are great episodes. Uh, I feel like she really knew what she wanted um, but one of the reasons why they got rid of her was she was so unhappy. It was so not her role. It was so not the direction she wanted to go in. And they had muckety mucks. I mean, granted, this is all based on the stories that we are told and that we can read. I don't know how true, how 100% on the target they are. But from what we're told, she was unhappy. She saw no future. Uh, for the role, the role was getting smaller and smaller. In her estimation, she wasn't doing anything important on the show. And people like to do that, especially when they're young and they're not old like this one. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just glad to have a gig. I'll chomp a cigar and say two lines per show. We all turn to pirates at a certain age? What the? <laughs> yeah, I just do a couple of lines at show. I, I. <laughs> when, I was, 
when I was on Homeboys in Outer Space, it was pretty clear that if the show got to like three seasons, maybe we would do a Walter episode. What's that? Yeah. No, I was Jerry. I was Jerry on that show. I was Walter yeah. on the Hughleys. Yeah. Um, you know, but for the most part, I would be I would be an idiot who said like four lines, maybe one of them funny per episode. That was what my gig was gonna be. And I was perfectly happy with that. A I knew I, I'd have a chance at getting other things, which I did. But um, but I, I I understand when you're a um, Gates McFadden or when you're a Denise Crosby and you get to the, the big show and you're like, this is it? This is all I get to do is almost nothing? This is it? Like, I get that. And one of the things they always say about Dr. Crusher was she's from theater. So if she sees something she doesn't like, she knows it can be changed just by talking to people. And those people that she was talking to were like, we got to fire Gates McFadden. <laughs> right, right. What the hell's going on? Right. Like, she's not obeying. Uh, she's supposed to be obeying. Uh, this is women in TV. They're supposed to be obeying. Uh, <laughs> and when I you come you. from the Gene Roddenberry school... It's like the broads are unhappy. Well, then get rid of the broads. <laughs> right. <laughs> Teams and smooch. I got it. Totally understand. Well, either way, uh, in this interesting time, we got to say goodbye <laughs> to Hemmer, which is uh, interesting to me because, again, I, I enjoyed him, but it didn't really hit me as hard as Tashi Yar did, despite the fact that I knew now it was happening on the outside of things, which is, you know, I just, maybe that's what I'm like, Worf, you know? She just think all the back body chops that Tashi Yar would have. After she was I'm telling show. you, dude, uh, yeah, that's why you don't like Worf, because I, I, he replaced Tasha Yar. Oh, uh, he's also a lame character, but we got to move on. Uh, so let's talk at this about, about how this happened. So we're in Velo Beta 5, which already sounds like a bad place to be, but there's actually an audio message that says, get out of this planet, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the, the, the plot of aliens is occurring, because the Gorn, again, something I'm getting used to or new to about them being the super race of savages. I thought they are kind of played for a comedy thing or like a side quest kind of character. But Leon Nunian Singh is all mad about them. They go on down. She's super hard about it. Turns out that uh, there are hatchlings inside one of the survivors thoughts about that buckley Ariam, the girl or orana or orana the girl oriana oriana or or as is said most in the show oriana yeah oriana oriana she, I, she reminds I, me so much like me so i'm gonna interrogate her at the doctor's <laughs> office that's what i heard when i heard nurse chapel say oriana for like the seventh eighth time my first thought was that's like the perfect whispering name. Yeah. Like Flobo's not bad either. Flobo. <laughs> Sounds like a fragrance for men. <laughs> Aurora. Oriana. This is our ASMR episode. Um, Oriana. <laughs> we, <laughs> we get this very suspicious um situation. I, I I do like the kind of setup, and I like the the fact that. We've seen scenes from this episode from the very beginning of the season in the previews coming this season. Mm -hmm. It's like, and every time I would see them, I would be like, why is the Enterprise crashed on this ice planet? Why is the Enterprise sticking out of this mountain or whatever? And uh, it's not the Enterprise, completely different ship. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very, what's that? The USS Peregrine. Oh, you're so good. I, 
I went to my memory and it was like, do I know the name of the ship? And everybody in my memory room was like, no. <laughs> wow. It's so expensive in here. <laughs> Actually, to be more exact, everyone in my memory room was like, what? <laughs> exactly. Who? Hammer said, uh, bro. Okay. So. I don't know, dude. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a haunted house, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They, they get to the ship. Uh, there's blood and body parts all around it. It's it's a giant haunted house, isn't it? Um, something I didn't understand. Maybe you can clear this up for me. Uh oh. So the crew of the Peregrine manages to get most of the ad- adult, full-grown Gorns out of the ship. They hate the cold. It's an ice planet. Did they die? Are well, they still out there? Because Ariana said that the Gorn, they tried to kick them out or to cut them out there the coldest part. That didn't work. I got a feeling that they were all eaten and those are the remains and they just moved on because there's no more food or whatever. Um, that's yeah, my that's so my guess. But maybe I'm I'm off my rocket. What do you guys think of the chat uh, about the U.S. Peregrine and their plans to fight the Gorn? I mean, it's it's kind of funny that, you know, we're sort of in chapter two of the story. Um and and that's just good writing. I mean, honestly, I feel like it was pretty well written. I'm over uh, being upset or annoyed by a lot of things. Like when we first meet the Gorn in Strange New Worlds, it's like, this isn't. It's not like Predator, is it? Yeah. It sounds like this Predator, is... but they work like aliens. It's kind of a, all right, cool. Exactly, exactly. And they are doing that mashup, that kind of Stranger Things. I don't hate Stranger Things. I like Stranger Things. The fact that they're constantly doing things that have been seen in 80s movies, I think is cool. So so I got over all of my, oh my God, they turned the Gorn into the Xenomorphs from Aliens. Ooh, I got over that. Just yeah. like I'm over um, Noonie and Singh. Laan, I, I totally like her now. Oh, I'm gonna say you're over. What I didn't like about was, and I mentioned it before, the tonal shift. Like the briefing scene was straight out of NCIS Los Angeles. Like they're they're eating breakfast. They're like, yeah, so anyway, it's probably <laughs> good all the time. And you land is like, oh dear God, it's a revenant. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, get me settled in, man. <laughs> What's going on? You know what I need? More cheese. Ah, yes, more yes, cheese. Uh, more, more cheese. Wah, 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 wah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, uh, whatever. I mean, uh, you know, that just gives us more time with the family and the family feeling. I, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. I like that. So my nose. Uh, What's the deal with that briefing over breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? And and uh, I also feel like we've gotten some. You know, we've kind of gone full circle with Laan now, and I like that. Okay, Joe Townsell says I think the Gorn Kirk fights in arena is actually a geriatric lizard with lumbago. Explains why that guy was so slow. That's kind of funny. I'm kind well, of that. I mean, even in Discovery, when there was like the Gorn took it over, and Margaret was like, "The Gorn did what?" Like she's like surprised the Gorn could do anything. She's like, "Huh? They they did what now?" I don't know. Just... I mean, the funny thing about that was the Gorn were like low-level kind of Vikings in Enterprise, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, he's a slaver and he's on a slave ship, but he could still talk. And I don't know. This is just, I feel like they're doing a good job furthering a bad decision. The bad decision was to make the Gorn something they weren't. Yeah. Um the good decision was why, you know, and I've said this earlier when we talked about the Gorn on Strange New Worlds, um, 
it's cool to meet an alien race that is so alien. Right. I agree. I'm with that. They're beasts. They, they, they murder, they eat, they kill. They're, they're just, they're just animals with spaceships. It's scary. Um, they remind me a lot of the Reavers from um, Firefly, honestly. Oh, wow. You can't compare Firefly. To That's like the nerd worlds will implode combined. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying, you know, crazy, crazy uh, cannibals. Uh, not that far from the Gorns, but, you know, and, and we're dealing with hatchlings in this one, which means we've got a chance. We've got a well, chance of surviving. We can't mention hatchlings without mentioning the host, right? So we get a little bit of a bait and switch where we saw the alien that's formerly known as Buckley looking like they're going to be a villain. Then it's like, oh no, he's actually a good guy. He's protecting the human girl. But then he's a host. Um, I haven't seen aliens in a long time. Yeah. And I understand this. I mean, no idea has not been done, but I feel like this one was kind of paint by numbers. No. Oh. I mean, I can't argue with that. It's it's funny that I watched. Uh, Joe Townsville says one thing's for sure: CGI sure has improved since the Gorn was seen on Enterprise back in two thousand five. Cannot argue with that. Not only that, but did you notice that most of the Gorns that we? Yeah, yeah. Stress free K says I want to see how Gorn adults communicate and run their ships. Yes. Absolutely. We know they're capable of that. Oh, but anyway, we saw a lot of puppets in this one. What'd you call me? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> a lot of puppetry. Uh, 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 anything they could do a practical effect for, they did. And they used the CGI to basically wipe out the um, control you know, rods and sticks for the puppets and the puppeteers themselves. That makes and them a marionette, by the way. That's why people call them a Muppet. A Muppet is a puppet because it talks. It also has a stick for a hand, like a marionette. <laughs> Interesting. You learn things every day. <laughs> and Flobo's here to teach you. Yes, I am an alien curse. I know that. <laughs> I, I will rule all until we're pursued. How dare you? No, <laughs> so, I, you know, I kind of like the... Um, I kind of like what was going on, but honestly, uh, as as for you saying it was paint by numbers, I can't argue with that. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was certainly derivative from A to Z. Yeah. Well, what I did like about this one, though, is that they had four hatchlings, because, you know, plot, uh, but they also fight for dominance as they mature. And I'm not sure how much time has elapsed, but they are on a faster track than most living beings. So thoughts about that in particular, having four and three actually leaving the host and then having like this like home alone trap sequence to get it down to one. I, you know, am I the only one who thought Scooby-Doo? Really? How? Uh, because they had to like create the shoot that they were going to make him come down. And then he, Oh like, yeah. You know, he'd knock over the ball and the bowling ball would knock over the feather duster, which would tickle the pig. And he would wiggle his tail and that would <laughs> make the trap fall down. Yeah. What, what question? What was your favorite Subidoo iteration? Are you a 13 ghost guy? Are you a classic? Are you classic? Classic. Although I have to say the Scooby-Doo movies made me so happy. Um, Home Globetrotters or when you're <laughs> the WrestleMania. That was a good one. Scooby-Doo means WrestleMania. That's good. <laughs> What? I haven't, I haven't seen classic. more. I haven't <laughs> seen that more recent stuff. But now that you mention it, I do have HBO Max. I could be watching this. I probably should. <laughs> no, I just like that it was like you know this week Batman and Robin are on 
Scooby-Doo and and it's, you know, Burt Ward and uh, Adam West doing the voices. I love that stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I was like, I can't believe they got Sonny and Cher. <laughs> John, they're not actually on the screen. It's just them talking into microphones. But I, I you know, anyway. It's kind so. of drew my life to be animated for something like that. I'm like, what are you doing with SpongeBob SquarePants, Lobito? Ah, I took a swim. Oh. I love that stuff. Totally not the point, but <laughs> um, yeah, totally not the point. But um, yeah, I like I like how they uh, came up with the you know they've got to draw him out and they've got to get him into their trap and and then ultimately, um, Laan and Hemmer are taking the big risks and I you know I couldn't figure out why Hemmer was involved and eventually I I did figure it out because. Hammer's involved because Laan knows as well as Hammer that he's he's got little hatchlings in him. Yeah. Are, are you mourning Hammer's death, bro? Are you okay? I'm I'm terribly upset. I honestly oh, I, I I'm like kidding. Oh, good God. No, I'm like oh. that far from crying. I oh, I seriously no. am. You want oh, me not, to work up tears for ratings? No, no, I, 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 for ratings. We have ratings. Look, we just for fun. <laughs> I mean, props to Trust Free K and Toe Townsend, Kirsten Marie in the chat, and Craig Robinson sometimes, but I, I don't check the ratings at all. No, because, <laughs> again, again, I guess Tasha Jar was my thing where I was like really mad for days about this. Yeah. And I guess it was kind of like there for me, but like it wasn't like Spock got off. But speaking of Spock, Homeboy's yeah. going through some things, trying to get into a little bit of a rage pocket after Sam Kirk was like, You automatron, you have no feelings. <laughs> Let's deal with that. Why is Sam Kirk so, so neurotic? It's so classic. I love the fact that Kirk's brother, the other Kirk, the the uh, Dollar General Kirk. <laughs> yeah, Dollar General Kirk. <laughs> Joe Townsend says, challenge back on. Make the captain weep. I um, would never. I, I could I could do it. I could totally do it right here. Um, yeah, I, I like that they had that <laughs> moment because it's... Um, it's so classic Star Trek to be an absolute bitch to Mr. Spock. Yeah. You don't understand anything because you're got green blood and you don't have feelings. Ugh. Like, oh, shut up. I I actually thought it was way too late when Pike was like, enough. Like, dude, yeah. where were you like literally two minutes ago? You're a pointy-eared computer is what Sam Kirk said. Fucking Sam Kirk. You know what? Sam Kirk gets killed by a blob of flying uh, flesh pancake. So honestly, I'm not sure I'm sad about that. Damn. Some here, you, you rounded ear computer. Oh, I'm just kidding. That doesn't sound nearly as expensive. Well, you know what it is about, about the whole uh, Sam Kirk thing or the whole Spock thing? is like, yeah, he is kind of an object, like, because he's kind of human enough and doesn't look human, even in TOS days, like you have to underscore. We have one of those alien creatures on the show. So it was kind of cool to pull that for him. But Spock, in an instance to get the draw out the corn, um, says, quote, the rage that is in my thoughts, I let into my heart. John, did he break something inside? Okay, first off, we know that Vulcans have rituals for all kinds of things like when he becomes a couple with to praying they have like a little ritual when they break up there's a little ritual there's actually a ritual for i'm gonna lose my shit that's yeah. crazy yeah that makes sense <laughs> that's great i'm I mean, now going to lose my shit ah! 
you can play emo music or you can just say this. <laughs> Seems a lot easier, really. It's like, where are all my dashboard confessional CDs? Ah, screw it. All this rage to my thoughts. <laughs> Uh, oh look, he didn't even have to like announce that he likes my chemical romance. He just <laughs> right, just cut out the middle man. Why not? Um, I I like that because they do uh tease it earlier with you know uh Vulcan emotions are especially intense. And uh and you know, let's let's remember like Vulcans without logic and without like you know, cleansing themselves of emotions are Romulans. And those are Ooh. bad people. <laughs> Some kind of subspecies. That's deep cut for Starbase 80 fans. <laughs> they're, they're, a, uh, they're, they're a definite spinoff that uh, should not have happened. Yeah, they are but, Joni Loves Chachi. By the way, if you have not watched Starbase 80, check back the episode called The Enar, which Hammer was, because that was a line said in that episode. Stress Free K says, I feel the actor is going to have a very act of Hammer. It's going to have a very convincing reason why he couldn't do Hammer anymore in order to satisfy the fans. Saying he'll be back doesn't really cut it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, look, whatever's better for the people involved. If if it was bad for his health or um, he just couldn't do it anymore. Like, I, you know, look, I, I, I've. I've left jobs that that I couldn't do, and I knew people would be more than happy if I stayed in the job. But it's like, hey, if you can't do it, you can't do it. That's that's okay. The bad thing is, I don't know why Hammer was killed, and I can't help but think there's got to be a big ass reason why. And as far as him coming back, well, what's that going to be? I mean, maybe hasn't cold- lower decks uh, like completely ruined that for us? Consider me cold, calculating, and callous, but I mean, he's in engineering. You can find somebody else. Like, <laughs> I, I, you, you and I both know the Enar was a small reference in, a, in an episode of another show altogether. So I guess I was never attached to that. But sorry, I'm, I'm, I know. Well, I promise it will make you cry. And go back to Spock real quick because uh, Spock is still raging. He has hard to yeah. control. It. And Honey Child, there was a moment between him and Chapel. It was a little bit oh. of a moment, kind of intensity there. Oh. Walk me through that, girlfriend. Oh, he grabbed the arm. <clears throat> do not grab. Do not squeeze. You do Unless not... you want to lose it, honey. <laughs> do not physically express anger to anybody. That is a bad move. Um, I do like that this chapel is so in there. She's so emotionally available and she's, I, I love her. I absolutely love this chapel and this Spock. So that is scary. That is foreboding. Um, we, we've got a Spock who is coloring outside the lines uh, now. And, and I remember as soon as I saw that, I was like, is this okay with me? Yeah. Well, the only Spock I know is a very mature Spock. Right. You know, so now granted, um, there had been some liberties taken with the Zachary Quinto Spock. So that's Kelvin. (laughs) But but I didn't mind it so much then. So how can I mind it now? I don't. I don't really mind it. Um, Tell me the story. There's a lot going on here. Uh, I don't love that the Gorn are this, you know, this huge, important thing now. They weren't before. They were a race who was out there on ships, traveling around, being themselves. But here's the thing. Um, And you didn't ask, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, 
while I'm on the while I'm on the Gorn. I just thought the Gorn were a parallel to Captain Kirk's Enterprise. Just as there was a Captain Kirk on the Enterprise, there was a Captain Gorn on the Gorn ship. <laughs> Those are all the tongue same way. To to now tell me that no, these are the killers of everything. These are the eaters of everything. Um, okay, again, you didn't have to do that with the Gorn. You could have done that with someone else, but okay. Um, anyway, you were talking about Spock. I agree. Spock, uh, the Spock thing, it's, um, we're, uh, we're on a razor's edge here and I don't know if it's going to get resolved anytime soon. It doesn't seem like it should be get, should be resolved by the next episode because the next episode is season one finale. Yes, he's the one now. Can you believe it? And uh, breaking news, if you haven't really know, Joe Townsend will be in studio virtually for that episode right there, live in the flesh digitally next week of Commander's Log. Uh, this, I, I know we're, we're kind of belaboring the point about Hammer, but there is something going on about having room for Scotty. And that's something I didn't really think about so far, but that's kind of cool. If you had someone who was as, as, as smart in their role as Scotty was, but not well-liked because he wasn't Hammer, be kind of a cool dynamic there. You're filling in the shoes of someone who sacrificed themselves for Starfleet. Uh, the question I had was what Sves also had. John, once again, Nurse Chapel with the whole Spock situation is left hanging after the hug with Spock. At some point, we have to say to Nurse Chapel, and do we know Christine? Yeah, okay, we do know her first name. Someone has to say, Christine, he's just not that into you. Really? You've never tried to get a cop a feel about somebody you liked? As, and respectfully, because I don't want to get you in trouble. But you, <laughs> you never hugged somebody you had appreciation for? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that is something... Okay, to you never had that... deep conversations and wonder, well, these mixed signals. Never? <laughs> No, no, I do. I do. That's an excellent question. I do. Well, here's the thing. I think we can all. Okay. They show it to us in the preview uh, for this episode, which is when Spock kissed Nurse Chapel to say, you know, uh, hey, uh, T'Pring, I've fallen in love with this other chick, so you should go. And Nurse Chapel, of course, after the kiss is like, uh, yeah. And. And yeah, we've all been there. I mean, look, one of the things that's magical about um, other other people, other humans, uh, you know, 25, 30 years ago, I would have said between men and women, but I'm, it happens between people, not not just men and women. Um, there, uh, there is this great chemistry sometimes. And we as fans can watch this and go, man, that was a really hot kiss. That's a bunch yeah. of hug kisses. That's some good hugging right there. Uh, I mean, not me. Watch it at seven o'clock in the morning. That's kind of <laughs> I know what you mean, John. I totally get it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> but like, these are two very sexy people. It's it's a, a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, dynamic going on between the two of them. My question though is, how long are we going to go with this? Will they or won't they? Because we already know they won't. Do we though? No, we don't know because it could and, be different. I, I'm not sure if that's is going to go into like what they call um, uh, FM, like F and magic, right? But as someone who is a veteran of seven and a half seasons of The Flash, you could actually have them together and retcon time travel, uh, have an argument, a sedative, 
You can go back. Like, there's a lot of things you can do that actually give us that. That will they? And then go. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know I I do feel like they're going for broke a lot in this first season, and I don't suppose that I mind that, but initially I do mind it. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. Uh, that they've changed and that they're they're using um, characters that we already know and they're using them in weird ways. Joe Townsville says, this week's episode felt very much like a season finale. Totally agree. Very intrigued to see what will happen next week. I'm blown away by that. Uh, we get a lot of what's going to happen next for a lot of different characters, uh, starting with Hammer dying. Um, but then uh, La'an is going to take Oriana and uh, try to find her family, and that's going to take a while. Well, I hope what well, does come back next week are those sick Starfleet jackets. They were awesome. I want a pair of those. Um, but you're right. Uh, I'll, I'm jumping ahead to it. But La'an Nunez saying, after berating a child, decides to be her caretaker. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, ask, and, and, and ask for a leave of absence. And Pike is like, yeah, you're not going to go anyway. Um, hey, you weren't the biggest fan at the beginning of the season, but now the giveaway to run out the show, you should be thrilled. But you just said you're with Leon, too. So do you yeah. feel two characters have been taken away from you? Um, you know, there was um, a lot of what I felt negative about her character was based on fear. And I will cop to that. I do that a lot. I get afraid that things are going to go in a direction I don't like. And I get very, very negative. And I know that I like the actor because what she did last week with like the little purse dog and the princess dress and, you know, she's playing this very flouncy, you know, low impact character. It was freaking hilarious and adorable. And I love that she did that so well. So I am on board with La'an. I actually liked the um, hostility that she had towards Oriana uh, because I didn't trust Oriana. Mm. I I thought, hey, maybe she's the source of the hatchlings. Maybe she's the, the reason why people keep dying. Not trusting humans, huh? That is very sad of you, Ron. Let me tell you something. I don't trust little girls. If you... <laughs> three younger sisters here. What? If, if you spend enough time around little girls, you'll realize they're the most savage creatures. I mean, I don't trust them either, but for different reasons. Why do you don't trust them? Why, well, do, they, why do you don't trust them? I, well, because because they can be exactly what you're afraid of. They can they can be the um the fifth columnist on the inside. They they can they can be the betrayer in your midst. Um and they can be so mean. Girls. Yeah. Oh, girls can be so mean. Absolutely true. But I'm not saying we should feed them to Gorns. I'm just saying maybe right. once in a while you lose your shit and you yell at a, a girl or two. You're saying, saying don't give them the Gorns, but you can leave them in the room with the Gorn and then figure it out themselves. I get it. I totally understand. <laughs> not what I'm saying. Uh, so I liked that. I liked that whole thing where, um, you know, it was so funny because I felt like maybe La'an was so mad at her because the whole situation was so on the nose. Wait a minute. I was the little girl who's the only survivor of everyone being murdered in front of her. What's your deal? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's my gimmick. <laughs> that's my gimmick. Hey, because of my promotion was my gimmick. 
damn it, Oriana, and you've got a better name. <laughs> no, but imagine. I liked that. I liked that everyone around her was like, whoa, La'an, you are way too intense here. Cut it yeah. out. Yeah, um, Ingram and Mega is always fun to watch, by the way. Oh, man. Oh, man. Really, really some good stuff in this episode. I really thought it was, uh, honestly, I feel like the episodes have gotten better and better in season right. one which is great something i wanted very much to happen and uh i do i i like the characters more with each episode as long as you don't kill them all right uh i will say last week's episode uh the legion kingdom was the lowest rated episode of imdb but that doesn't say it was a bad episode just let you know my quote of the week this week is when we saw the creature known as buckley and then Leon and Singh was like, yo, Hora, translate. And she's like, yeah, that's not how linguistics works. And I was like, I respect that. that that's keeping it science, y'all. I like that. Is, that. that is keeping it science. Uh, I, like I thought this was kind of cheesy, but Joe Townsend disagrees. He says, Manga slipping and referring to the girl as his daughter was a very mm. nice touch. I don't know. For any kid who's had the trauma of calling their teacher mom or dad and being laughed at, that hit too close to home for me. But that's just my thought. I love that Mabanga owned it so quickly. That is not television. It's very, it, it would be very uh, much television writing if he had to be pushed and pushed and pushed until finally he admitted it. But he is such a, he's so in touch with himself. He's a very intelligent man. And he went, oh man, I screwed up like that. And La'an's like not even thinking about him. She's thinking about her own crap. So the fact that they could talk about that, that's like very real, very family, very, yeah. um, you know, we care about each other. Um, I, you know, all pluses for me uh, in the plus columns and lots of them, but kind of brutal. I do like, look, um, Elysium Kingdom is a kind of Star Trek episode. This is a kind of Star Trek episode too. Yeah. So I like that. I have no idea what's coming next week. Here's a question. Why do you hate Lieutenant Duke so much? You poured your <laughs> heart out for Hammer, but you're just like, oh yeah, he died. I mean, his face, his face, instant death meat. Like what? Why okay. do you hate him so much? Okay. Why? This is something that mm -hmm. will make sense to everyone once I make? say it. You're not thinking it right now, but once I say it, it will make sense. Pardon me. Got myself all worked up and gassy. Ew. The oat milk. I started drinking oat milk because regular milk is just not working for me. And oat oat milk's kind of like still get still makes me gassy. Like yeah, it's oats, oats don't have udders. They don't have udders, bro. There's no nipples. <laughs> How's that? How are you work? milking these oats? Okay, sorry. You're sorry. Okay. sorry you're right. <clears throat> so we're obviously gonna cut that part out. No, no, we're not. <laughs> okay. So what was I talking about? Duke, why do you don't care about Duke dying? Why do I not care about Duke dying? It is not 100% guaranteed in Starfleet and Star Trek shows that every person you meet is a hero. Sure. Some of them, yeah, see? Kano's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kay says, I'm a vanilla soy milk kind of dude. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. And I, I might be going almonds next. I don't know. Milk is weird. <laughs> Here's the thing about Duke. Nothing heroic about him. Nothing. 
Nothing but a blind Enar either. Oh, no. No, no, no. The blind Enar gives you all kinds of, of stuff that he has going on. He is confident. He is cocky. He has a sense of humor. He is um, very, very capable. Um, you know, he... He knows how to conduct himself. And somebody like Duke's like, hey, guys, I'm Duke. How, how you doing? I'm a little bit of a drink. Buy me a drink. You Don't owe call me a isn't? drink. Now, Spock, and- give me that med kit. <laughs> Duke oh, is, he's that guy who, like, works at Burger King with you, but he's always trying to get you to switch shifts with him because he doesn't want to close. Oh, come yeah. on, man. They got me on closing again. Will you take it for me? Like, why would I do that? You're not right. the hero of this story. I am. Okay. And and that's that's where I am. You got your heroic people and you've got your cannon fodder. And Duke is such freaking cannon fodder. I in my notes, I actually have they don't put red shirts on red shirts anymore. All right, now you're talking old man in a rocking chair at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Mom, they were red shirts. Now I tell you something, you saw a red shirt, you knew what you were looking at. Now you put a gold shirt on a duke, and I'm supposed to <laughs> I'm supposed to remember he's not an ensign? Rackly, grackly, are we going to finish this chess game or what? <laughs> that man got promoted. You're like, well, screw that. But Amber, okay, I've done this. I've belabored this enough. It was, for me, it was surprising uh, to see Hammer pass away or to, to be consumed. I uh, didn't think that I th- he was going to be gone. Uh, I can't think of anyone on this crew, though. I think this is more surprising for me. I like Spock. Uh, Pike is great. I can't think anyone on this crew where I would feel the same way like I did with the Tasha Yar. Uh, yeah. For me, Tasha Yar's death was a bit more tragic because Artemis basically had a game of wits that, one, overpowered the crew, took Tasha Yar out, and still belabored that crew for like 20 or so minutes before they find a way to get away from it, where it's just kind of like, oh, Savage beating. Okay, whatever. But to each his own. And I hope that everyone else survives, but if Spock dies, or this version of Spock dies, I would probably cry as well. I mean, look, we know for an absolute fact Pike has a an end to his story. Absolute fact? We don't know it's an absolute fact, but we know it's set up. He knows that he's going to be here at this time and this thing's going to happen and then he's going to end up in a wheelchair and blah, blah, blah. Here's a question, though. What if Pike kills himself? Does that still happen? Will he survive? Wow. If, if, yeah. if, Pike, if Pike is like, you know what, man? I don't want to have that. I don't want to be in the box anymore. I'd rather die like a hammer, for example. And Damn. Um, wow, that's dark. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. In this universe, that might happen. I mean, guy offs himself, and then he's like, wait, what, I'm back? It's like, yeah, because you can't escape this fate. Ooh, now that's dark. That, that is, is dark. dark stuff. Pasha's mm-hmm. eulogy made me cry, John. Says me too. Up. Well, I choked up. I got choked up. But I, I cut you off know, your point. Oh, I honestly, um, I, I wonder if maybe this should happen. I did not want Tasha Yar to get murdered the way she did. I would have been perfectly happy if uh, what happened in yesterday's enterprise happened uh, in today's enterprise, I guess, uh, in, in terms of the old show. But, I, you know, I love that she she went back in time because she she knew that she was not supposed to be there. This is, of course, the yesterday's enterprise version of Tasha Yar. Um, the original Tasha Yar being killed, I honestly thought was really ballsy. 
So I could go with that here. Killing off Hemmer was so freaking ballsy. I hate that we lose him. Uh, that such a funny, fun-loving actor is no longer part of this show. I hate that. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really, really ballsy and transformative. So I guess, as I said earlier, you know. Transformative it, every week. Whether or not I have reservations of Dreams New Worlds, mostly it comes from a place of why is this considered accepted, why other shows aren't accepted. You mm. can't deny they give you something to think about every week. Thanks so far for rolling with the Commander's Love. Before we get out of here, Captain, uh, anything on your notepad that you want to get off your chest or let me know, share about before we uh, land this plane? Ship? Um, I love Uhura so much. Aww. I absolutely adore her. I, I, um, so I, I do hope she stays. I do hope she honors Hemmer. I mean, that's the thing, really. He, he basically said, promise me that you'll find a family and, and you will connect. And, uh, so that to me was everything. Like you took me on this journey. I didn't want to go on with this episode, but if it ends up with a going, you know what? I love being a communications officer. I think it's really funny that both Flobo and I in thinking what we would be in Starfleet, we both feel like we would be communications officers. My man, Bryce. <laughs> it is a great and longstanding tradition. To, to be the sparks, to, to be the, the communications officer. And honestly, I feel like that's, that's something special. So it, it, it really made me happy. And, and that's where I teared up when she was looking with love at that station where she'd be wearing her, you know, big plug, big spark plug that goes in the ear. Yeah. And Wait, who was uh, the person she replaced? Sing? Was Sing the one that was there? Uh, Sing was one of them, but I mean, we have to remember there are several. Sure, 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 sure. On, on any ship. Uh, besides, so, Uhura has a thing for engineers, a la Star Trek V. That is true. That is true. There was a romance in Star Trek, the movie Star Trek V. There's a romance between Scotty and Uhura. Absolutely no one believed it, myself included. But yes, it, it is canon. <laughs> Look at your face, Flobo. <laughs> Well, tune into the nauseating edition of Commander's Log, where I haven't seen Star Trek V, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Before we get out of here, Captain, what's up? Uh, we got to watch that, that one of these yeah, movies. Yeah, I told you, I watched one and two for something else. I left all the movies open, so say the word. We'll tell you to get it out, and you guys can see me squirm in real time. <laughs> Starbase 80 is this Sunday. Uh, we got some brand new episodes coming down the pipe. Captain, yeah. you know the deal. Put yourself over, brother. Yes, we are going to be watching uh, this coming Sunday, City on the Edge of Forever. One of the most important episodes of television, certainly of science fiction television ever made. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for TOS, the original series. We'll be watching City on the Edge of Forever. And I can tell you, I'm really excited about this one. I think you guys might know this episode better than Flobo does, but the week after this coming, we will be watching Deep Space Nine, Far Beyond the Stars, in which Benjamin Sisko finds himself in 1950s Earth writing science fiction stories. Oh my goodness. But like Cisco's black. How does that actually, you know what? I got to feel like I'll address that. Oh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, John, if I want to connect with you on the social medias, 
Um, please come over to Starbase 80. I've got nothing going on over there. Just come by and say hi. <laughs> Just join. That's, Just come that, by. That that sounds pathetic. I'll come by. It. All right. I'll bring napkins and plates. It's fine. <laughs> on on Twitter, of course, at Starbase 80, all one, all one word. And uh, and yeah, come by and say hi. I would sure like that. Just want to thank everyone for checking out this edition of Commander's Log. I know that you have plenty of Star Trek recap shows out there. We're not one of them. We're kind of just guys. We kind of joke around. So the fact you're with us towards the end means a lot to me. We'll be back next week with the season finale of Strange New Worlds being joined by Joe Motherfucking Townsell, author extraordinaire. Can't wait. But until next Thursday, Captain, say the words. Oh, L-L-A-P, you beautiful, beautiful nerds.